0: Here at SAFM with Ashraf, Ashraf Ghani, exploring every media platform and industry, only on 104
1: to 107. Okay, so if I spoke to her last week, I'd have said Khadija Patel from the Daily Vox. Today, uh, it's Khadija Patel, the new editor of the Mail and Guardian. Khadija, wow, well done. Thank you very much, Ashraf. All right, so so give us a give us the backstory. What's what's happened?
0: Um, well, I was approached by, uh, Hussein Kajigar, the CEO of the Mail and Guardian, um, last week, uh, or at least, what's it now, about 10 days ago, uh, asking for a meeting. And, uh, when we did eventually have that meeting, he, um he offered me the job. And, it, uh, you know, in those few seconds after that, um I, I think I blanked out, actually. It felt so surreal. It still feels very surreal. Um, and, you know, it, things happen so, so quickly that it's, uh you know, it's been very hard to actually process everything that has happened since. But I'm very excited by the opportunity ahead. I'm also very excited um for the opportunities ahead for the Daily Box as the Daily Box goes under the umbrella of the Mail and Guardian. I,
1: I certainly Box. want to talk about that as well, but let's just keep that separate for the moment. So he offered you the job. Why? What did he say? Why, why were you that important to be the editor, of, for me, certainly a must-read newspaper.
0: Well, um, he feels that my experience running the Daily Box with very, very scant resources, but uh, as well as my understanding of the digital landscape, uh, it would be crucial to the growth of the Mail and Guardian going forward. We understand that the success of the Mail and Guardian going forward lies in what we call future-proofing the, uh, you know, the, the the newspaper to ensure that. You know it, it it speaks to that brand the brand the history the legacy of the mail and Guardian on all its platforms that is the paper the the uh, the website social media platforms etc so we're looking at you know the full product and the CEO Hussein Kar like I said believes that I'm the right person at this moment in time to take the Mail and guardian forward and I suppose when someone says you're the right person you
1: don't question that do you?
0: well <laughs> I, I certainly did at first um and uh he you know he he very ably and uh, calmly took me through all my reservations and um you know assured me that I would have the necessary support and backing both within the organization and also outside to uh to ensure that I learn quickly what I need and also to take you know to ensure that my vision is also realized.
1: It, it, it's been a, a, a well. I wouldn't use the word meteoric rise, and maybe you're going to argue with me on that. But I mean, certainly in the last five, six years, there's been, there's been massive surges and jumps in 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 your career, right? Why, why why do you think that's happened?
0: Gosh, that's a that's a hard uh, you know, it's a hard uh, question to answer. Um, it, I mean, it certainly you know, it certainly hasn't been easy. I've worked very, very hard, but I've also had the support of many, many people, my family included, um, you know, in order for me to do my job. But I've also, you know, I've got to thank people like Branko Brkić, the editor of the Daily Maverick, who under whom I've learned so, so much. Um, so, too, I've got to thank my colleague and partner at the Daily Box, Isaac Issa, with whom, you know, I've, you know, I continue to work every day. Um, and, you know, our vision for journalism really, you know, is, is a joint one and realized in what the Daily Box is there's so many people like that, so so many uh, you know uh, older people within the industry who've often offered me advice, who've uh, offered me platforms, who've given me writing space, who've advised me, and I think that you know I would be remiss if you know to say that this you know that I got here solely by dint of my own hard work. I certainly did work hard, but I think that also I cannot um, you know I can I cannot leave out the influence and. support support advice um and you know and even just the encouragement of Mm -hmm. many many people Mm -hmm. within the industry but also outside of it my family uh, my extended family etc you know it all has assisted me in being able to do what i love and that i think is crucial
1: i I think for many people you know emerging in in the the field of media the one thing they want is they want they want broad credibility right and and for well, certainly for me on the outside, I think once you started writing and writing so well for, for the for the Daily Maverick, you alluded to them just now, that, that gave, I think, many of us a sense to holy, this this is a serious player in the industry. You've you already man- mentioned Branco, but was that important to you in terms of saying, hey, look at me now, I'm actually able to sit with some of the best writers in the country, and I'm sitting in the same space as them?
0: I certainly didn't think of it at that time, um you know when I was working for Daily Maverick, um it was very, very hard work. I was writing five teachers a week um and of course, I was ably guided by uh, Branko and also you know other colleagues there like Ranjani Munsami, who assisted me in also you know understanding better the, our political landscape and how to navigate it um and I, I mean I certainly didn't you know uh, you know in those moments in in those days um I didn't think of it as. Now I'm able to sit at the table with everyone. Uh, certainly not, and that's not. You know, it's certainly not what you know how I I would think of myself even now. Rather, I think that for me, it was, it's always been really a privilege and an honor to be able to be telling the stories of South Africa, to make sense of what is happening in our country for the rest of us. And, and for me, that it's, it remains a privilege. Um, it's something that still excites me, and this is why. Being at the helm of the of the Mail and Guardian um, is is tremendous for me because it, it gives you know it, it allows me more space more room to indeed shape these conversations to shape the understanding of what is happening in our country particularly at this moment in time we are navigating a crucial crucial moment in our democracy and it, and it is the media that must be strongest right now so that is those are you know the sentiments that drive what I do it's not so much about being at the table with the you know with the big guns that's i you know i i think that you know it's exaggerated really um you know we are you know journalists are just people um you know we do have you know by dint of uh you the work that we do and the fact that you know we have bylines etc so you know there's there's certain element of celebrity that is inevitable with senior journalists, but I think that even, you know, senior journalists themselves, um, you know, are very uncomfortable with that often because what we do um, is often, you know... Miles away from uh, you know from the, the from the bright light Yeah, good good it point.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. so so what and about what about your position at, at Mail and Guardian? I mean, what are you being tasked or charged to do? You're the editor, but I mean clearly there's a vision, right? They the, the previous editor, Vereshni, was there for a very short while, one year, I think, just about. Uh, you've had Fidel, half You've had a whole Nick Dawes has been there. What are you charged to do right now with that newspaper?
0: Um, what I'm charged to do right now is to ensure that, first of all, that we stabilize the organisation. These are indeed very tough economic times, and we need to understand that, you know, an organisation like the Mail and Guardian will always be under a lot of economic pressure. So I need to ensure, firstly, that the, uh, you know, that the organisation is you know, weathers the storms that may come. But beyond that, editorially, my vision for uh, the Mail Guardian is one that ins- that. Puts it's, you know, puts that brand, ensures that that brand is is actually realized in the work that we do in everything that we publish. The Mail and Guardian refers to its South Africa's best read. And I think that for me personally, we cannot, you know, we cannot also understand what the Mail and Guardian is simply in, you know, in a very uh, narrow sense of just what it means to South Africa. But what I'd really like is to take the Mail and Guardian across the continent and to have conversations with Africans um, across the continent about what is happening, you know, Mm-hmm. You know right now, in these moments, okay. um that for me is a long term vision is to ensure that the main and guardian traverses way beyond our borders well, it, but it beyond makes, that uh, yeah. as well, I think that you know our digital strategy remains crucial. To our success, and we will be tinkering with it. However, um, you know, I want to, you know, I want to applaud the work that Varashni has done over the last year. She's, um, she's put in a very, very good team, and I'm really fortunate in that I'm going into that newsroom, and uh, I have a very, very strong team to call upon. And I think that that. Um, ensures that my, you know, sort of my first forays into the MNG would actually be quite easy. so right, I, I, I'm really excited. All right,
1: we'll we have to chat a hundred days or so down the line, and because then you'll be starting to, you'll be starting to implement that. That's what you want to say, right? In fact, there's a quick call I'll take from so- Solly in Cape Town. Uh, I think it's that Solly. Solly, hi.
0: Hi, hi. Yeah, it's hello. that Solly. Go hi, ahead. <laughs> Firstly, I want to congratulate Katija, and the Mail and Guardian has always been leading from the front, so I'm sure she's going to do very well there. However, please, Ashraf, I appeal to you. You know, your program is something we don't miss. It really is good. However, if you read the new book by Van Lochenberg called Rogue, mm-hmm. and you will realize that the Sunday Times, Card Blanche, City Press, all published almost 25 inaccurate reports that all destroyed lives and destroyed a lot of people. Don't you think you should have a two-hour program on what the newspaper does? When he destroys people and yet will only apologize after the okay. person has signed it. No, indemnity point, that they point made.
1: It's, it's been noted. All right. Thanks for Thank that. You. Uh, thanks right. for that. Uh, sorry, that's sorry from Cape Town. Right. Khadija, let's just chat very quickly then about, uh, we've got two minutes. Just the, 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 your, your daily box in terms of where that is, uh, certainly a, a, a platform that I think is superb, but how is that going to be integrated into Mail and Guardian?
0: So the Daily Box will be retaining its operational autonomy and editorial independence from the Mail and Guardian itself. However, we will be uh, the Daily Box will be based at Mail and Guardian offices. We will be uh, employing, of course, a new editor for the Daily Box, and we're hoping that you know over the next six months we'll have a plan to ensure that the Daily Box grows. Um, and continues to do the work that he does. However, you know, further developing new modes of storytelling and further developing young journalists. So very much the same for the Daily Box, except new premises, new management, and new oversight at the Mail and Guardian.
1: Mm. All right. Well, what about you know? You may want to just pick up. Uh, you want know, to just pick up that point about um, what 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 Solly said and uh, Khadija about uh, you know inaccuracies and maybe maybe some of the inconsistencies in in the media industry. What can you tell us about that?
0: I think that the Mail Guardian itself over the last year has uh, you know. Had some controversies where it had to walk back certain stories that it published. It's certainly not easy. It's not. It's uh, for any newspaper or any journalist to have to do so. Um, however, I, I think that it. You know, the buck starts always with the editors in charge and that we have to remain vigilant. We have to remain also responsible for the stories that we publish. It certainly isn't easy, especially when, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we are in competition with each other. The Sunday Times, um, as Sally mentioned, is in competition. So everybody is trying to break the news and outdo their competitors And, and, you know, as I alluded earlier, these are tough economic tankers, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and editors are looking at, you know, looking for scoops to sell more papers. So as we go forward, um, you know, I think that what's happened with you know, with the whole SARS debacle, really is, uh, is something for us as media professionals, um, whether it is in print, radio, television, whatever, to reflect on how indeed we are often used also by people within government um, to further their own agendas. And I think that... You okay, know, think explain that.
1: Explain that word, how often we are used by, by people in government and elsewhere. What does that mean?
0: I think often, um, I mean, it's not it's not breaking news to say that um, often even within the ANC, for example, different factions will use the media to further their own agenda. So there will be certain leaks made to the media to discredit one side or the other. Of course, we know that this happens, but I think that what you know what, what the role of good. Uh, management within newsrooms requires is for us to understand the value of what the media does, the value of uh, the information that we are receiving, and also to be cognizant of its consequences in how we decide to frame that information. Mm. Well, what about? So I going to go back to the Daily Box, okay? Because
1: I think there's some important takeouts from that. So wonderful that there's a collaboration, and, and hopefully it'll mean a win-win between both, you know, properties, right? The Mail and Guardian and Daily Box, right? What is it about the Daily Box? Why, why has it worked? You may come back and clash with, we've struggled along, but. I'm looking at it from the outside. It's, it's a product, it's a concept that is a go-to, uh, you know, a news platform. What, why is it worth
0: um, you, said that, uh, uh, you, know, you said that you know. You said that. yeah, I would say that it is hard. It has been very, very, very hard. The first time I drew salary from the Daily Box was earlier this year. Um, so it took a lot of uh, sacrifices as well for us to get the Daily Box to where it is. But I think that the the strength of the Daily Box remains in its readiness to work with young journalists. But more than that, our readiness to allow young journalists to dictate our news agenda that remains the uh, you know the secret behind the success of the Daily Box, and I would hope and I look to ensure that that remains sacrosanct to what the Daily Box is going forward. How,
1: how did you get into the media industry? What was what is the first step? Finish school, then oh. what?
0: Um, gosh, no, I was, um, I actually started off as a blogger um, way back when. Um, I, I was reading for my masters and I started blogging. Um and from there I started uh, being offered small writing gigs. So um I worked for a community news platform called Fordsburg.com for a short while. Um I also, uh, thereafter I started blogging cricket. I'm, uh, I'm a very big sports fan. Um and yes, for those listening, I will, I, one of, you know, one of my key issues to address at the Maven Garden is to improve our sports coverage.
1: Um, I so I, I mean,
0: I spent, I started blogging um cricket for Standard bank um a, a way back then um I then also ran a community magazine that was distributed nationally uh I, I gosh i you know and then you know as you know as that grew in prominence, I was then um able to write for the Mail and guardian mm-hmm. sport leader platform um and then the daily Maverick and yeah. That's, it's, yep, it's been a fascinating
1: yep. journey. So let's go back. You said when you were reading for your master's. So, so what's the plan to get into media, or or you did you blog because it was just fun, and that actually pushed you in the media direction? I mean, what what, what was the, what is the grand design?
0: So Certainly, at that time, I didn't have ambitions immediately to for uh, a place in uh, journalism. I was actually uh, reading for a master's in social linguistics, and my plan was to join the United Nations Young Professionals Program fantastic program that was, uh, you know, based in Paris, but had great opportunities for uh, young people around the world. And, you know, one of my passions is language policy and issues around language change, um, also around uh, uh, you know, linguistic diversity, etc., etc.
1: And. cetera. Uh, um you still there? I think we've just lost Khadijah for a second Not too sure what happened there Okay let's see if we can Reconnect with it Just by the way We've got about a minute or so to go Just your your quick thoughts Um uh, in terms of some of the people we speak to here on the media show, comments, do that, hashtag media show. You know we spoke earlier on to the winners of the uh, African Journalist of the Year Awards, and we've, I've posted the the video clips of the award-winning entries around terror, so you can check that out as well. If you just go to well uh, my Twitter timeline, as well as hashtag uh, media show. Uh, Khadija, we have you back on the line, yeah? I am okay. in so we've got about a minute. So you made the point that, that it was a dramatic change. It wasn't part of the plan. When did you realize then that actually I'm going to make journalism my career?
0: Well, it happened gradually, um, but certainly I always wanted to be a journalist. I, I remember being in school, and I think I've written about this uh, for the Daily Maverick. Being in school, um, I was inspired by an English teacher who also worked as a journalist at some point during her career, um, and I was inspired by her. I, I was inspired by her stories about working as a journalist, and so one of my earliest ambitions was to be a journalist. It sort of faded as I went through high school, but certainly it was realised the more I wrote. And the more I blogged, and the more I understood, this is what I want to do.
1: And that you were, that you were pretty good at it, which is important, right? Okay. La- lastly, as you get into Mail and Guardian next week, right, or first of November, your, your biggest, your biggest hope, and your biggest fear.
0: My biggest hope is that we're able to ensure that the Mail and Guardian five years from now is leading the conversation. Across the continent, that is what I hope to okay. do. Love, love um, that. Fear. I will, and, and, and I want—I want to make a garden. And my biggest fear, gosh, I mean, there's so many, and I think that it's only natural um, to, uh, you know, as someone entering a new job, to have many, many fears, many, many reservations. But I'm hoping that I'm, uh, you know, that I have the support uh, from, you know, from within the organization and outside to indeed effect the change that I need.
1: Okay, and so that's we're going to leave it to Khadija Patel, the, uh, well, still for Daily Box, but now new editor of the Mail and Guardian takes over on the 1st of November. Khadija, good chatting to you. In fact, looking forward to seeing you this afternoon at the Yusuf Abramanji book launch. I'm sure we'll, we'll have a chat on the stage at that stage. There we are, Khadija Khadija Patel, the new editor of The Mail and Guardian. A very important position there. Right, that's it for today's show. We've had to make some changes because of the late start. My apologies for that. Uh, But right now, it's in fact on the other side of the news. Is heaven and hell a human construct created for control? Goodness, you need to listen to that with Naya in a moment. Let's get the news at 10 o'clock.